Hey guys, welcome Keen on Things podcast episode 15 coming from you, coming from you, coming to you from Arizona. That's where I am this weekend. We just wrapped up some shows this past weekend at Copper Blues with Steve Byrne and Ahmed Ahmed. Fantastic time. You know, it was Napa two weeks ago, Vegas last week, Phoenix this past weekend. Unreal, right? If you look at Southern California, my trips have all been clockwise, noon, one thirty, three. Next week would have to be like Yuma or Mexicali uh, and then San Diego, TJ, good run. You know, so those last three weeks, uh, working the clock, um, been fun. This weekend was great and it was nice to have shows that were kind of more full length. We had the one show in Vegas, but this was not a Zoom show, not a one-time short set show. This was like a regular weekend of shows at Copper Blues Live in Phoenix, which is kind of night right near Scottsdale. I'm still a little confused and did get lost once or twice yet again, even though I come here a lot to see family. Uh, we don't explore much past that Southern border. Do we, we kind of let that, uh, be a mental block. You know, there's TJ and Rosarita. We really should embrace the overlap of cultures down there by the uh, Mexican American San Diego border. Tijuana, man, good little airport. I think we should blow that out, uh, and make it bigger and more used Two languages, two cultures, both worship a similar Jesus. You know, don't reserve all your love for the afterworld guys. Okay. Uh, Arizona was great. Drove out with Ahmed. Ahmed, we drove out uh, Thursday. I mean, just legendary stories and experiences from him. Uh, he and Maz Jabrani and Aaron Cater were the Axis of Evil comedy tour um, that's done so well and very funny and offers quite a uh, you know unique uh, experience from the stage. And uh, we stopped it in and out, got a protein style double double. You know, that's like my third straight over the course of the pandemic, over the course of 2020. Point of pride for me protein style man uh they wrapped that in lettuce can be a little messy but still it's worth it afterwards you're not feeling as heavy you know you'd feel the lack of bread in there and you're like oh this isn't bad um so you, you don't feel like gross but i'm surprised because normally i mean I'm, I'm i'm going on 30 years of going in and out thinking i'm just going to get a like a single and coming away getting a double it's like undefeated I mean, 30 years of like, oh, I just need a cheeseburger and then getting the double. At least now I've kind of reverted or sideverted to a protein style, no bread. Got to start somewhere, right? Got to have some friggin' form of accomplishment, you know. Uh, hasn't been that hot here. Hasn't been that hot. 105, 100. I don't know if my tolerance is way off, but <clears throat> it's, uh, it's not too bad. Okay, um, man, I was sluggish though, that first setback. You know, first longer setback is like 22 minutes. Weird. But uh, it's weird what still works, what doesn't, stuff like that. Uh, a lady said after the show that she was happy there weren't too many pandemic jokes, which I found interesting. Uh, and I was like, boy, if you ever want, you know, a show without anything current, I'm your act. But uh, who knows what she was talking about and what, what her motivations were. God, can it just be a compliment? But yeah, people want to, uh, they want to get away from that and just have... Um, their mind's taken away from all of it, really. Even if it's not that funny. That's what I found. People are listening. I thought the social distancing shows would be like checkerboard tables, like one person every one, and then kind of skip one and a half and angle it off diagonally. But um, no, they were <laughs> they were pretty tight quarters. I don't know how I feel about this, but uh, I don't know. People are willing to come. I need to survive. We all need to survive. And... Uh, so I did them and it seemed to be okay. 
people were, the tables were placed a little further apart. Some people were in masks. Some people were not. But I did find that the audiences were, even if it wasn't that funny, um, people might not have been laughing, but you could see the release and the relief and their kind of smiles on their faces of just, uh, you know, like, oh, something different, something different. So it was very appreciative audiences. And I got to say, I know Arizona gets the label of being far right, but there's a heavy middle in there, man. There's a heavy middle all over this country. And uh, I know we kind of just uh, look at the extremes and, and the news networks focus, you know, on those extreme standing points. But uh, I, yeah, I, again, I, I'd like to perform. I need the money. I don't know if it's right. You know, if one person were to catch the virus from a show, I just would have to lie to myself about not feeling responsible. I mean, are we all hypocrites? I don't know. Um, but uh, it's funny because my buddy Lewis, I was telling him about the shows and he said he'd gladly pay like a thousand dollars for a babysitter for one night just to go out. But uh, he just right now is not the best time, but uh, Arizona it's um, it's been good. It was a good weekend. And I think we're going to go up to Jackson hole either tomorrow or sometime this week with my mom to see my sister and her family up there. So that'll be good. Uh, it's so much better when you do these comedy weekends. If you go with a crew, you know, and we had Steve's brother, Will, with us. Uh, Steve's part of Steve's family. The whole family is with us, the kids. And it's just nice to have some form of community when you're on the road in this lonely world, in this lonely profession. Um, or what can be lonely, I don't know. But, um, you know, Vegas was great a week ago. So many people. And it was a blast. A lot of that was because uh, we had female comedians as well we had three four four dudes three male comics two two lady comics and a good balance show and dialogue and can i add to the unlv story from last week i just gotta say man that unlv team was so good the, the running rebels you know sean nelson was a kid a friend of mine and from nevada who went to carroll college who played basketball at carroll he was a good guy we used to talk about that unlv team man um i may have watched leitner's shot against Kentucky my freshman year in his room. I think he was out of town. Uh, it was like that corner room of second South in St. Charles hall, two floors below mine. I had the corner room on fourth. Anyway, what, who's this podcast for four people? God, get back to some thought. Okay. So in comedy world right now, we'll talk stand up. There is this huge, um, the Vegas trip and the female comics, which female male, who cares? Right? Like, but it was just fun to have in the comedy world right now. There is a huge um, Me Too movement uh, reemerging for all the women that have been abused um, within comedy and by male comics, and it just seems endless. Um, but uh, hopefully, it's getting it's you know it's getting worked out. I don't know. It was kind of quiet this week, not so quiet last week. Um, do we need to say female comedian? Can we just say comedian? Do we need comedian? I just say comedian. I don't know. I don't need female in front or NA in the back. N, you know, but, uh, the me too stuff is dark. I had no idea. Consensual adult sex wasn't good enough for people, you know, but, um, I got to tell you, there's three funny, um, women comics that I've come across in the last month who, um, were very funny who you should look out for who are uh smart clever hardworking. um the three that i've worked with on zoom shows at live shows um maria brugere is one uh monterey martinez is another and emily hagan all uh, young funny smart sharp hardworking, hustling 
follow them on social media, look for their names, uh, good work ethic. And that's what I'm seeing more and more is, um, is people that know how to use the social media, but also know how to perform live and are smart. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of all over the place cause I'm not in my familiar setting. I've got notes all over, all over my day. I, if I ever taught a comedy class, I think class one would have to be don't mentally, verbally, or physically abuse, accost, hurt, rape, fellow female comics. That's just class one. We'll just cover that for three hours. Then class two, we start on the comedy, you know, but uh, it's so funny. You know, people sometimes get into comedy cause it's like this safety net in case nothing else in the world works for you. Um, for males, some get in cause like girls don't like you anywhere else. And then they get into comedy and they don't treat women comics any better than they got treated as unlayable males, you know? Maybe become allies with female comics and they can help you hook up with non-female, non-comic females or, or other comic females out in the world. You know, ally yourself. It's not a zero-sum game. Like you can, it's not, you're not there to score against their will. I don't know, I don't know about female comics. I, I don't know if they necessarily desire the same thing as male comics, you know. Uh, adoration, adulation, glory, money, fun, probably. I don't know that female comics desire males the way male comics desire females. I, I think it's a different form of attention. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. I'm barely a comic. But I know a lot of guys, not all, a lot, are wounded, uh, a lot of male comics, and maybe look to female comics to be the mother they feel like they might not have had in their lives and i don't know if female comics necessarily cut into comedy oh yeah i want to i want to nurture um male comics who who are searching who have oedipus complexes or complexes trying to you know fill a mother void it's like no that's not their responsibilities um and also here here's the capper on this i don't have a clue as to what i'm talking about so um just the stories, you know, of stalkers and such coming out from, uh, and what women have to put up with on the day to day is so exhausting. You know, well, you know, what if a guy isn't stalking, but bothering, but then they don't necessarily hate that guy, you know? So there's that whole range too, where it's like a, a guy you like, but he's a little too pushy. And it's like, why well, I, what, how do I do this? Cause I actually like this guy, but he's being weird. Uh, it's gotta get old. You know, I, I heard somebody say this week, how much women men have no idea how much time women have to spend on just not getting raped it's just unbelievable uh and that so it's just non-stop everywhere i don't know if it was a uh, post or a podcast but i saw that that women spend their days not trying not to get raped it's a big part of their lives can we can we just be respectful i hope i am i really hope so um my former girlfriend hated gas station going to gas stations alone it was like nonstop, the harassment. She wanted to invent an app where you could have gas delivered. I think there is that now. I think that's a possibility now, but um, having gas delivered to your house. Because um, I want to say this. I want to say stand-up comedy is impossible. Like, that's where it starts. And then all these other barriers for a female comic, it's just, uh, it's just harder. It only gets harder from there, you know. Um, when you have to worry about safety from the other sex and not only safety from the other sex, but safety from the other sex who are your fellow performers and supposedly your brothers in arms as if stand-up comedy isn't hard enough being on stage alone 
and showing vulnerability and trying to make it funny. Can you imagine worrying about being mentally or physically accosted, manipulated, harassed, abused, etc. as well? Some creepy comedian on the lineup who won't leave you alone. Not sure of what male comic you can confide in to possibly protect you from that creep. That would suck too, right? You got to you got to show vulnerability by asking another male comic for help to defend against this creep and wondering if he's a creep as well. Jesus. Man, if I have daughters, they're staying away from stand-up comedy. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, I'll just have to go to every gig, I guess. Uh, maybe not. Who knows? Maybe things will change me better. Um, as nervous as we all get for shows... You know, remembering our bits, remembering the order of your set, worried about where we are in the lineup, worried if someone already exhausted a premise that we want to do, concerned if the audience is good, concerned if specific audience members were still there, all that, and just add to it another comic who is supposed to be a peer, who is physically bigger and stronger than you, who you want to trust and confide in. Imagine that person wanting to sleep with you uh, without your in- interest or consent on top of all the other insanities that come with stand-up comedy and being a female comedian. You also have to worry about your body being violated. How in the hell is someone supposed to deal with all that on top of an impossible profession? Uh, I hope I've never put a female comic in an awkward, uncomfortable, tricky, compromising position. I can't imagine I have course i've hit on people or went you know you know you go for a, a like test the watts a little bit um and i mean extremely subtle if there was if there was nothing i was out of there i was out of the situation so quick i was gone before i was turned down if anything i gave up too early over the years jesus is that even, even a thing but uh i'm so different than all the other guys you know you can trust me i don't want to sound like that creep either but uh you do need to address it. It's so prevalent. As male comics, you know, we're often the only thing standing between female comics and aggressive male audience members. And when we are sexual deviants as well, then f- female comics have nothing. You know, oh, great, I have this terrible audience and a guy backstage who I have to somehow avoid to get to my car and GTFOOH, you know. But, um, Anyway, just the stalking and looks and moments and side comments and posts and emails women receive. It's it's pretty nauseating if you're on social media looking at this stuff and have female friends, female comic friends or female friends. Um, but women and, and women comics get this treatment, you know, on the reg. On the reg. OTR. I knew what OTR meant in eighth grade. I thought it was so cool. Jen Klebby told me what it meant and then football practice later that day for the saddleback valley bears marwan saba who went to laguna hills high school hawks uniforms brown and yellow um he said the coach was otr once we were joking because he was in such a bad mood the coach was and we were the only two that understood it and all this all the studs and stars on the team and marwan and i were the only ones who got it man we had to explain to everyone what otr meant explain like it needs an explanation like it need like it needed a it, you could just say it and people got it but felt pretty cool for a brief moment amongst a very cool group of people god that was a good team that was a hell of a team we had there you knew that team i know everything there is no about the greatest game ever invented um all right where are we in this thing uh the heat wasn't too bad i think in july and august we're already at 15 we're already halfway home we're already uh um halfway home here 
So yeah, July and August is where it really gets hot. But uh, June's not too bad. It's still go outsideable a little bit. There were people at, there's a, I, I'm staying with my mom, but the other comics were staying at the, uh, at a hotel there up in Phoenix and it has like two or three pools. And uh, yeah, there were people not abiding, not abiding. Um, getting in the water, I just don't know. I hope the chlorine kills it and doesn't, you can't get it in the pool, swim with other people, but uh, I, I couldn't go in. I just couldn't. But that, they were pretty socially distanced there, but it was kind of nice. Um, but yeah, good shows, good to be back. I Also this week, uh, Eddie Peptone and Chris Fairbanks have specials out. They both came out last week. Love them both. Great acts, great guys. I've only seen Eddie's. I haven't seen Chris's. I'm going to take a look at that later. But uh, it's so funny. It delivers, you know, um, just amazing, amazing acts. And <clears throat> people can call them, you know, um, alternative. I, I don't, for me, it's not alternative. For me, that's gold. Like, I watched Airplane. My mom and I watched parts of Airplane and Airplane 2 last night on TV. And that's like, I love those movies. Like, that's how, to me, comedy is. You know, I. I, I can't handle the overproduced stuff that they make now. Um, they had Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the remake with Johnny Depp, who I love. They had that on in the green room this weekend, and it's so overproduced. I was like, I, I can't even watch this in comparison to the original. I mean, it's not even comedy, right? But uh, it, the original is such a specific set of circumstances. Um, but the airplane movies, so tight so sharp so goofy funny well cast they cast serious people not like comedy people although there is that element too but that the space balls the austin powers to me that's common to me that's what makes sense comedically like when stand-up they're like do you have a voice does your personality does your character have a pers uh point of view and i never i never truly cared for that i always thought if someone's funny then just keep booking them and that stuff will get discovered. Just keep putting them on stage. Like, it's a shame that Austin Powers, you know, those movies, it's a shame they don't have a point of view because they're just not as successful, you know? Don't know what I'm talking about. All right. Um, okay, where are we? Okay, so I got a new... This is a big deal for me, um, and I'm going to get a little personal here. I got a new hair trimmer uh, that I'm in love with. It's this Remington, and it's a life changer for me because I don't look like a hairy guy, but I am kind of like, but also I'm neurotic about that, so I probably go over the top. You know, I, I just don't want to be like fuzzy and, uh, you know, face, body, hairy. So I got the new hair trimmer, and it's a Remington that handles hair, face, body, you know, personal areas, and. It's like five or six different settings and add-ons. And I've been looking for something like that forever. I went to TJ Maxx and got it for very cheap. I went to TJ Maxx and paid the TJ Min <laughs> for it. Unreal stuff. Um, but hair, is a, it's a big deal. Hair issue is a big deal for me. I, I don't appear hairy, but, but I definitely am. You know, And there's areas that you need to groom all over and... Uh, um, be presentable, you know, you go to the beach, you go to the pool, you know, someone walks in when you're naked, you know, they don't want to think they saw, you know, Bigfoot. Who's walking into your room? 
Okay. Um, but body trimming is the most work. The hair, head, face, that's nothing. But the body trimming. I got electro- electrolysis in college. Did I just choke on something? I got electrolysis in college. I had like a monobrow, unibrow thing going on. And there was this lady. There was one lady in Helena, Montana who used to do it. I don't know if she's still there. But um, I would go and uh, and get that and got them cleaned up a little bit. And I still will go occasionally to clean my ears. I have uh, some ear hair. And I don't want the the barber shaving that off and it growing back thicker and i just look like i'm i don't know a football coach in the 1950s or something um but also when you get that hair out of your ears through electrolysis you can be a better listener like to the chicks and stuff like that uh you don't want to take a direct blade to some of these body areas man you know your chest your armpits i know some people do but like you don't want to do that you know, and then you don't want some clippers that aren't getting close enough. So it's like that Seinfeld episode where Kramer shows Jerry what happens when you take a razor to your chest and adjust how coarse it grows back and in ingrown hairs and stuff like that. So you need the different razor guards. You need something that just act as a buffer senator, you know, like a clippers slash comb. And that's what I found with this new Remy. Uh, at TJ Man on Ventura Boulevard. It's the best. You, you don't have to worry about hair getting cut too short and for it to grow back too stubby. So it's a fine line, man, just like life. So, you know, I need to do a doc on hair. Chris Rock did a doc on skin. I need to do one on hair. Or no, did he do one on hair and I'll do one on skin? Because I had really bad acne as a kid. It's somehow stayed away. I think the vegetable intake. And eventually the body's like, I can't produce any more pimples, you know. But... um it's good, man. You, you, you take that uh, time to uh, to groom up your body. Okay, how are we doing? Losing listeners by the second. Um, tough. Oh yeah, you got it. When you when you trim body hair, man, you got to uh, you need the room. You need the room. You can't do it. It's, I've tried it standing up in a shower, and uh, it just doesn't happen. You need towels. You know, you need a chair. You need space. You need that trimmer charged. Because you get momentum going and you hate to like, it dies out and you're like, oh, okay, maybe I'll trim some body hair tomorrow. Um, so I get some of what women have to deal with with the sh- leg shaving and stuff like that. Uh, I chipped a second tooth in two weeks, which is just unheard of. So I got to go back in another week to get that looked at as well after uh, Jackson Hole. I have to go um, get another like filling like a whole restructuring thing going on. It's only about 900 bucks. So we're good. Um, then I'm going to gun after all that, I'm going to need some gum surgery to get into the cleaning. A lot of good things going on. A lot of good stuff with the dentist, but you got to take care of those teeth, man, teeth and body. Um, so it's good. I'm excited about going up North to Jackson, the kids. Uh, so I got uh, a niece and a nephew up there and that'll be fun. Get on the electric bike and just go. And just hope I don't use all the electricity too soon so I have to pedal back because it's one of those big, fat, tired bikes. But um, it's good. It's good to know that, you know, you got a sister and um, a sister in one area that's kind of remote, so they're pretty safe from the cove. And then a mom and two brothers in another kind of remote area, suburban southern Phoenix area of Arizona. And they're, they're kind of remote. And so it's nice. That peace of mind is huge. So I hope people are staying safe and wearing masks and washing their hands and doing all that. It's funny to see people rebel and lose it online like this isn't happening. But, uh, you know, we're at 125,000 casualties. 
we're, we're well beyond World War I casualties with this thing. So I saw somebody that I knew from high school has it. He said uh, he's fine. He said he just uh, has trouble. He, he didn't have a sense of taste or smell for a while, but that he's feeling no other side effects. Um, and so that's, that's good, right? Wow, this episode's everywhere. And next week's episodes might be even worse than this because I'll be in, uh, in Jackson Hole. Um, and I'll have to record from like uh, the garage or, um, or my car. Okay. We're wrapping this up. We got five minutes left. Um, we're going to do tweets of the week and then, uh, who did we lose here this week? We lost, uh, oh yeah, yeah. I'll put that in the uh, print. Okay. Um, on Monday I tweeted, I want to adopt. Oh, here, I got to play the music for you. The lead in guys. Let's not jump to conclusions. Okay. We got to do this. All right. This is Patrick Keene's Tweets of the Week. Okay. Um, dun, 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 dun. On Monday, I tweeted, I want to adopt a highway, but my girlfriend wants us to have little highways of our own. Isn't that cute? On Tuesday, I tweeted, what if Indiana Jones had a son named Tommy Lee? And they started a movie together. Okay. So I can't believe the internet didn't break on that one. You know? Tommy Lee jones obviously um that's a really good one we did watch a little indiana jones in the green room this weekend as well that was fun okay on wednesday i tweeted um father's day is really mother's day part two i even said that on stage father's day is really mother's day part two which got some ooh groans because it's so edgy but i just talked about how father's day or fathers are paying for the presents that they get like oh these are great presents that i didn't need or want in a day i just wanted to sit here i'm doing these activities um and I've paid for all this, you know, usually, obviously women, you know, workforce, stuff like that. So that's fun, right? That's weird, like subtle, maybe not so subtle sexism and stuff like that. A little fun to mess around with that. Let's mess around with that. Some gender roles. Um, on Thursday, I tweeted, this is a good one. Because I did Joanna and um, Dan's, Dan Goodman and Joanna, um, Joanna Ross's uh, Zoom show last week and it was really fun and funny and they're in new york check them out i had a zoom show um at eight if anyone's heading to my room around then can i get a ride a ride to a zoom show you know because it's right there where you are it's like getting your hair cut online or something um so that's funny that got a good laugh kind of specific i don't know if everybody knows what zoom shows are but that was fun um so that was uh, Thursday. Okay, and Friday I, I, I tweeted, uh, can I toin, toin the term? Can I coin the term entitlement? I really think I want that, entitlement, about what's going on. I don't know what legally needs to be done. I have a call into some uh, trademark company that we've been playing phone tag. And by phone tag, I mean I called them, they called me back. I didn't pick up because I just wanted to exchange emails. <clears throat> Sorry. Okay, uh, the bonus... Uh, and this isn't just a tweet. This is just like normal knowledge. And I might have even said this in past episodes. Don't let your news source be your entire personality. You know, I really like that one. Don't let your, because people are like gauge. They just all in on one network. It's like, it's okay if you agree something's here, something's there. Let's be human beings first. You know, so that's what I'm trying to remember here. I don't, I don't really endorse those big three news networks. Uh, I get my news online or from the BBC um, and trusted sources, uh, online and stuff okay um got like two minutes left here um covid's at world war ii numbers 
1918, coincidentally 1918, is where we are with race relations in this country as well. So, wow, am I doing extra? I'm doing bonus tweets here. Okay. Um, only a matter of time before the Me Too movement gets Fonzie and Hank Moody. That's funny. How are those guys not in trouble? Were they just that cool? The people, Fonzie and Hank Moody from Californication, David Duchovny. I've slowed down. I've watched so many episodes of that. I'm like, all right, is this going to change at all? Is this going to evolve? So, but uh, I do enjoy it. All right. Uh, wrapping up here. Thanks for listening, guys. I know this is a sluggish episode of a sluggish first season. And uh, and that's it. Okay, so that's all for the tweets. Oh, rest in peace, RIP to Joel Schumacher, who passed away this week, 80 years old, and rapper Huey, who passed away at 32. Um, you know, rest in peace. I don't know all the details on those things, but it is a bummer. Um, but So that's it for episode 16, right? Tombstone, because I'm going to try to visit that this week here in Arizona. Those Wyatt Earp movies, man, they're great. I remember it came out, this Kevin Costner one, Wyatt Earp came out at the same time as Tombstone with Kurt Russell, which I think the Kurt Russell one was much better. And uh, holds on, holds up. Um, that's all. Sluggish episode all over the place. Wanted to address that Me Too thing. We'll hopefully get some uh, improvement and in clarity uh, as the weeks improve. And uh, hopefully I can do better road podcast episodes with a little more um, structure and uh, through lines in this, but uh, it's all chaotic and just day to day, half a day at a time is how I'm doing it, man. So uh, hang in there and uh, keep listening. Subscribe to the keen on things podcast um, and uh, Arizona market, man, Phoenix, great shows, great clubs and very well run uh, comedy institutions i hope uh, they continue to thrive and to keep coming back thank you to copper blues live and thank you for listening go ahead and subscribe and we'll see you next week love you cheers <laughs>